Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to Live Inspired Monday Moments with John O'Leary. As you know by now, I create these to give you a burst of energy and encouragement, not only for this Monday, but for the week to come. I'd like to share with you in a marketplace that is so set on canceling out those they disagree with, building walls taller and higher, creating our own little tribes where we can hang out with people who look and act and worship just like us. I want to give you today some ways to build bridges by first sharing a story with you. So here it is. It's a story of a journey that I had in the back of a car with a driver. And this is my take on it. Here it is. He's black. I'm not. He's fiercely liberal. I'm not. He grew up poor. I did not. His dad was never around for him. Mine always was. He never graduated high school. I've gone to post-college education. He's divorced. I'm not. He's childless. I have four kids. Perhaps most divisive. He loves cats. I'm allergic to them, and I much prefer dogs. My friends, this was a partial list of the wall of differences that separated my driver and me on a recent commute. There was nothing from our backgrounds, our interests, or our beliefs that suggested a possible connection between the driver up in the front and his passenger way back there in the back. And yet, in spite of all the reasons that we should not get along or that we should maybe even hate one another, Al and I laughed. Al and I agreed. Al and I connected to such a degree that during our 30-minute transit, we exchanged phone numbers, we committed to staying in touch, and we even, you ready for this? We even hugged goodbye. So today, I want to share with you three tips to making connections. With the divisiveness in our neighborhoods and our communities, it is essential that we reconnect with one another. And so, I want to give you three simple strategies to elevate not only your business commutes, but conversations that you have at the coffee shop, in the boardroom, and around the family room. Here they are. Number one, own the conversation from the start. Don't wait for it. Own the conversation from the start. That's number one. In hearing this, you're probably going to assume that the suggestion here is to get the first word in, to be more adamant, to set the stage for winning the debate. Plenty of examples of owning conversations like this exist in our political landscape today and on our cable news programmings each night. But my suggestion is quite different than that. Before the business meeting, before the sales call, before the conversation at home commences, I want you to speak these words. I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. I'm going to say, say them again because I know that this is complicated stuff here. Here we go. I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Now, listen, you may want to whisper those words to yourself. Otherwise, the driver of the car or the person on the other end of the phone may get a little bit freaked out by you. But I found that these words open wide our ears. They soften our judgments. They slow our responses. And they create space for healthier, more productive, more powerful conversations. So I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Start, though, from the beginning. And no, there is nothing that they could do about it, regardless of how they feel about different topics in life. So start there with love. Secondly, 
actively listen as if they were the only person in the world at that time because, my friends, they are. They are. Actually, most people just sit back there. They look down and they bury their head in their phone. After enough one-word answers, I usually just stop asking them questions. This was Al's response when I asked him if he had lots of fascinating conversations with those that he gets to drive around. Yes, my friends, I know we're all busy. Yes, I understand the demands to be more productive way on all of us. But to share the same air with someone for 30 minutes and to never look up, to never make eye contact, to never share, to never listen, to never connect... The inability to stay focused on the individual in front of us is not exclusively reserved for passengers in the back seat of town cars. Look around the coffee shops. Look around the business meetings. Look around the places where we gather publicly. We are distracted by technology. Texts summon us. Beeps beckon us. Facebook pokes us. Google alerts us. All keeping us from being fully engaged in the conversations. And it happens in our homes too, overscheduled, under pressure, tied to work, and busy with the unimportant, we lessen our ability to connect in positive ways with our children, negatively affecting their self-esteem, with our partners, negatively affecting intimacy and connectivity, and with ourselves, negatively affecting our sense of who we are and what actually matters. So it turns out this is a big deal. This is a Very, very, very big deal. So put the phone down. Open up your heart and put your eyes up. Okay, look up. And then thirdly, finally, be passionately curious as if their opinion actually matters because, my friends, guess what? It does. It does. How do you know? How do you know? This is my eight-year-old son's Henry favorite question. He loves asking this. How do you know, Dad? How do you know? Well, it occasionally gets frustrating to explain why we need to leave now or we'll be late or why we need to study spelling words right now. No more waiting or we'll fail the test or we better get gas now or we're going to run out of gas. There's a lot to be said about asking clarifying questions in life. There are plenty of ways to ask elucidating questions like, how do you know? Can you tell me more about that? Why does that matter to you? In asking these types of questions during a conversation, two remarkable things happen. The first is this. On a topic where we were previously ill-informed, we now have actually clarifying information. Growing from the perspective of another matters around political divides, meaning you may not have all the answers. Decisions within our businesses, we may not have all the information. Or interactions at home, We may need to learn from someone else's perspective. And the second is that the person sharing actually has the opportunity to elaborate, to be heard, to educate, and to perhaps even persuade somebody else. Far from dividing, it actually serves as an awesome opportunity to unite. So ask questions. Curiosity opens doors. Certainty shuts them. My friends, it's common, it's popular, it's even celebrated these days to build walls around our own beliefs, to build them high, to separate ourselves from those that we disagree with, to divide us, and then to cancel out everybody else. But today, choose a different building project. 
History teaches that unity is strength, and the way forward requires coming together to overcome differences in the quest for common goals and common good. The future belongs to the bridge builders, and it starts today, where you are with the person in front of you, regardless of where you're heading. You may not be converted into a cat lover, but the bridges you build may just lead to new information, the start of a new friendship, or the sincere hug of a new friend saying goodbye and until next time. So for this time and until that next time, my friends, this is John O'Leary and today is your day. Build that bridge and live inspired.